This is Magic and Monorails Podcast. We're your hosts. My name is Melissa. And I'm Mamiya. Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to do the parks differently. much for joining me today of course so so you can introduce yourself to everyone tell us about yourself give us your name and your handles where people can find you on social media yeah so um I'm M uh I go by M usually but yeah I'm Emily Melvin I have Instagram and TikTok mainly but I am trying to branch out um but my handle is M's E-M-S dot happy thoughts on both of those um, and my Instagram is linked in my TikTok bio as well. So it's pretty easy to find me from TikTok. Yay. What do you like better, Instagram or TikTok? Um, I started out with like my Disney stuff on TikTok and that was really fun. That helped me get out of my comfort zone a lot. So I feel like TikTok just because it did help me like branch out a lot and Instagram, I was always so nervous to do that. And when I started on TikTok, I didn't have any friends or family following me. So it made me less nervous. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yep. And so that's where I like started and I feel most comfortable. But I'm, I'm starting to put my TikToks kind of on Instagram as well, starting to try to post more photos. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm branching out on there as well. Yay. That's super exciting. So today yeah. we're going to talk about all things Disney as always. And we are going to talk to you um, basically about kids with strollers and living locally and what life is like, because I do not live locally. And so I'm enviously living through you (laughs) (laughs) to get some information. So first, just share some of your favorites. What's your favorite park? My favorite park is Epcot for sure. How come? I, I saw you answer that when I sent out the questionnaire and I was like, yeah, oh, that surprised me. Yeah, I, I love Epcot so much. I love the getting food there. Like I love all the different booths that they have. I love that they have festivals going all the time. Uh, that was our favorite thing when we first moved here was um, food and wine festivals going on. And we had never heard of that before. So it was awesome coming here and experiencing that for the first time. And I love that Milo can ride almost everything there. It's oh, so nice. Yeah. yeah, that is that I that's right. I forget what it's like to have a little one that age and I would yeah. agree, especially with Frozen being there and you know Anna and Elsa being there as well. It definitely like that definitely can soak up like hours of your time. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> if you were to do a staycation, what resort would you like to try to visit and stay at, let's say for a weekend? Yeah, um, I think Grand Floridian is one that we we went there to um, just look around. We got to see when they do the Easter eggs and all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. It's so beautiful there. And we did family photos there as well. And I would just love to stay there. It is gorgeous the styling of it and everything is just beautiful. Um, I also would love to stay at the Polynesian at some Mm -hmm. point. Same. Like it just seems so incredible. (laughs) I like the pool at the Poly. The Grand Floridian pool is awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. Everything Grand Flow is like my jam. I could live there forever, but 
it's just not as themed. And and I get that. That's kind of the point. It's supposed to just be a little bit more like classy and not themed. But the pool yeah. at Polly, that theme, especially with kids, uh, to die for. Oh, I'm, I want to do it at some point, at least <laughs> one day. <laughs> of course. We'll put that out in the universe. You will be yes. doing that someday. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite park snack? My favorite park snack is the raspberry lunchbox tart. I have never had that. Can you describe it to me? Yeah, it's kind of like um, like a Pop-Tart in a way, but it's more pastry than like dessert mm. kind of. Okay. And it is so good. It has like a raspberry filling on the inside and it has a um, raspberry icing on the top, but it's like a regular pastry. And if you think about it as a Pop-Tart, like imagine that in your brain, that's basically what it looks like. <laughs> okay. Where would you find it? Yeah, it's at Woody's Lunchbox. Ooh, yes. And is it like the typical like snack price of like six ninety-nine or what what is it? Yeah, I think I'm not exactly sure what the price is, but it's yeah, it's around that price. Definitely under ten. Yes. Okay. And last question, what's your favorite attraction? My favorite action attraction is Expedition Everest. I love that ride so much I've never done it you haven't (laughs) no when you come we should go and do it because (gasps) it is so much fun I love Expedition Everest I'm very much a roller coaster person me too so yeah it is so much fun you'll you'll really enjoy it then it's it's one of my favorites because there's not a ton of roller coasters at Disney so Mm -hmm. if I can get a if I can get a roller coaster I'm so happy (laughs) And that's at Animal Kingdom, right? Yes, it is. And it just reopened? It did, yeah. So it closed. I hadn't gone on it, and I wanted to go on it so bad before it closed. So we went um, the day before it closed so that I could ride it. <laughs> I love it. Did something change? Um, no, it was just a refurb. Okay. So nothing crazy. And it wasn't – so it wasn't closed too long. And then it reopened, and we went that week. <laughs> I mean, I, I would totally so do that too. <laughs> it is seriously so much fun. If you love coasters, you're going to love Expedition Everest. I love coasters. And honestly, like we got a universal pass just to be able to do the coasters. Like what we'll do sometimes, especially if we have a car, is we'll drive over to Universal, do like Hulk Hagrid's Velocicoaster, and then leave. Like we literally go there just for the coasters. So I I'm love a huge that. coaster fan. <laughs> uh, so – Fun fact about me, I actually, you know, I've been going to Disney since I was about, I want to say five. Yeah, I was in kindergarten. I was five. And I have not, I had not experienced Animal Kingdom until 2019. That's what you said. Yeah. You told me about that. That's so crazy. And why was that? Honestly, I don't know. I think it's, it's like, it's kind of my feeling about Epcot. Like, I love Epcot when I'm there. But when I'm planning out, like, my outfits and when I'm planning out my snacks and my dining, Epcot just doesn't ever make the top of the list. Like, I'm always kind of struggling for, like, snacks and dining at Epcot. And a lot of people compared Animal Kingdom to, like, a kid's version of Epcot. Like, that's honestly, like, what people described it to me as. And I was like, "Mm, I mean, I love Epcot, but I don't want another park day that's like Epcot. So I just – that's honestly what deterred me. And that's so funny. I'm so glad it did because honestly, experiencing a park as an adult 
it just is a whole different vibe. Oh, for sure. I mean, like we had never been to Disney World until we moved here. Disneyland all the time, but Disney World was so new to me and it was incredible coming here and experiencing all of that for the first time as an adult. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is something really magical about that, right? Oh, for sure. So I think that's part of the reason why I've been holding off on going to Disneyland so long is I'm like, how cool would it be for Amia to be a little bit older and we experience that for the first time together because kids, yes, like nine, 10 years old, they'll remember, but it's, it, it's not a deep memory like it is when you're much older. Definitely. I think that would be so much fun for her too. I have a plan hopefully before she graduates high school that we get to all of the Disney parks around the world. Oh, stop it. That would be incredible. That is my dream because let's be real. Once they go off to college, like you can't, you can't travel that much. Number one. And number two, she's going to want to start her own life. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe I'll go with her. Who knows? But, (laughs) (laughs) um, so yeah, I would, I'm going to hold you to it. Let's go on Expedition Everest for the first time together. I think Amia will probably not, but I know Nick really <laughs> wants to go on it. So I'll uh, maybe I'll get a nanny for Amia for a few hours so we can go do adult things and, and ride that. That would be that. so much fun. Yes. So I want to back up to you experiencing Walt Disney World for the first time and kind of talk about like your journey. When did you start your page? Why did you start your page? And, you know, talk about your feelings throughout that process. Yeah. So I started my TikTok page. um, I want to say it was um, maybe September of 2020. And, you know, when everyone was in the lockdown and stuff, so many people started TikTok. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and I just did it and I just made a couple funny videos just here and there, but I wasn't really dedicated to it. And then we started um, our moving journey and all of that. And that's when I started trying to make more videos um, just about moving, about, you know, mom life. And when we moved here and started to go to, to go to Disney all the time. Once we got our passes, I was like, oh, I totally want to make videos um, on TikTok about going to Disney and going to Disney, um, you know, some just by myself, some with like me Mm -hmm. and my baby. Mm -hmm. And um, that was really so much fun. And when I really got into that and really started making more content, I wanted to branch out and put that onto Instagram as well, because I was doing it all on my personal account. And I was getting tons of people starting to follow me, which isn't a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But there's some things that I do want to keep private because I do have a baby. And I still show Mm -hmm. him on my Disney page. um, But there are things about him that need to stay private that were on my personal page. So I thought it was better to switch over to a Disney account, which I made that in February this year. So I haven't had my Instagram account for long at all. It's very new. Um, but I repost, um, my TikToks on there is reels mm-hmm. and I post photos of, um, mostly just me, but some of Milo as well. Some of us as a family. Um, and yeah, it's, it really all started coming together when we did move here Yeah, because moving to Florida was something that I never thought was going to happen for me ever. And it was something that I always would joke about wanting to do. And I was like, we live in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is never going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but once we actually moved here and everything, I just, I felt like I was so overwhelmed, so happy, and I needed an outlet to put all that into. 
I love that. And honestly, I think, you know, when people will see your page and your content, like you are totally living your best life. Um, (laughs) I hopefully will be there someday myself. Yes. But what are some of your goals for your pages? Um, How do you like to connect with people? Yeah, I, I mean, my favorite thing lately has been, I've actually had a lot of um, moms reach out to me about stuff to do at Disney about like, um, how to take a baby to Disney and how can I do that so often? And, you know, and it can be hard sometimes. And that's why sometimes we just take little breaks and we don't go and um, for a few days or whatever it is. But um, yeah, I, I think being able to connect to people um, Mm -hmm. because we love Disney, but also because we have other things in common. Like I love Disney so much, but I don't just post about Disney. I post about my life. I post about, um, you know, I posted about moving to Florida and it's, it's easy to connect with people when you learn more and more about each other. And that's what I've been doing through DMS, through comments, um, is just really trying to connect with people on more than just Disney. Yeah. I love Disney. (laughs) There's more to all of us than, you know, our passion. There's more to us than that. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the reasons why I was so, essentially was when we got the part and we hung out our conversations were young kids it was beyond Disney like we got to talk yeah. about like I felt so comfortable sharing things with you and you know getting having your input you know you've done the cross-country move we want to be there someday it's it is so important to to realize also your differences too. I mean, yes, we're like, we are very similar when it comes to the things that we like to do at Disney. Cause you can like Disney, but not like coasters, right? Where you and I, we love coasters. So, you know, you can even learn different things about people in the parks, but you know, I've met Disney friends now too, that I call them Disney friends, but we go to universal together or we just go to downtown Orlando and go to an Irish bar or, you know, it's, it's gotten to be so much bigger than just that. So I would agree having those meaningful conversations is the key to social media, in my opinion. And that's, that's the beauty of social media. I was so nervous about moving here too, because being a mom and not being in like school and not having not working because I am a stay-at-home mom it's hard to connect with people it's hard to meet new friends when you move across across the country you know and that's what social media really did for me is I started to make friends and that's so incredible to me that you can do that in today's society (laughs) oh absolutely and you know a few other people who have been on the podcast have also shared that with me too and we've all been even so bold to say we get more support through the online community than through our friends and family most of the time. (laughs) Yes, 100% true. It's crazy. It's, it's so insane to me that that can happen now. (laughs) I, I know I like my jaw just drops every time that I even say that. And that comes out of my mouth, but it is 100% (laughs) the truth. And I would not, I also would not have my business. If it weren't for you guys, I would not be proud of myself if it weren't for you guys, I mean, there's just so many things that I've worked through personally with, you know, your, your, you specifically input, you know, and that's, it's just so weird to say that, you know, you can create the strong relationships with people 
that easily, right? I love it so much. It's 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 amazing. You can create a community. You can create a business just by going onto social media now and meeting people. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into talking about parks with kiddos and strollers and even diapers for that matter. Um, give us like your top couple tips on what people should definitely like mentally prepare for when going to parks with stroller kids. I mean, I definitely think, um, not having high expectations. Like I know that sounds hard. I love it. (laughs) But you can't expect to do everything you want, especially with a stroller age kid. Yeah. Um, there are things that you can do with them. There's so many things that you can do with stroller age kids, um, that they can ride so many rides. They can, there's so many experiences for them. Um, Mm -hmm. but to set your expectations and to have this like rigid schedule is just not realistic. So that's yeah. definitely one thing that you can plan as much as you want, but if things go off the rails, you have to um, kind of just be able to play it by ear at that point. Mm-hmm. And I know that can be hard for some people is letting go of control. Um, but yeah, like my baby isn't two yet. Um, and so he's still very young and I've had to learn that sometimes I plan out a day for us to go to the park and what I want to get done, we don't get done. And it just is what it is. And we can do it another time. I love that. Was there, has there ever been a time where you've been disappointed in how the day has kind of unfolded? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, Thank you like, for giving me a real answer, by the way. <laughs> oh, for sure. I, I have gone to the parks um, and wanted to do specific things with him. I've wanted to do specific things for him and then also wanting to get content and, you know, um, but there have been multiple times where I've gone and I haven't gotten any content because he needed my attention the whole time, you know? Um, And when they're under two years old, I mean, what can you do? If they need your attention, they need your attention, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's definitely a struggle of going alone during the week sometimes. When my husband is there with me, I get a lot more content. (laughs) Yes. Thank goodness for husbands, right? Yes, for sure. And that's the hard thing about going during the week, even though I love being able to go just me and him. Yeah. Is sometimes I really just don't get any content because I am busy um, keeping him happy sometimes, which is just how it is when they're little, you know? Well, you're also just busy just being in the moment. You know, I think also sometimes, you know, just the pressure that we put on ourselves to have like a a day recap to show people, you know, especially for example, right now, like we're having this awesome conversation and sharing like how, how to plan your day. And then you're like, great, now this has excited me. I'm going to go to the park and do a TikTok to show people like what we talked about. And then you get there and it's not possible. And then yeah. you almost kind of feel like, gosh, I almost feel like an imposter because I had all these tips and now I'm having a day that I'm struggling. But I think it's just God's way of like saying, you know, it's time to just focus on you and your son and yes. not the world. Right. And there's, there's times when you can get everything you want to do done. And that's amazing. If you can get all the content you want, if you can go do, you know, the rides that you want to do with your little one and all that stuff, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. And that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, And those days are awesome. And other days you just have to live. You just have to live life and you have to do what you can do in the moment and it's still fun like you still have a blast you're at Disney World like how can you not be happy (laughs) 
Exactly. That's also another thing I have to remind myself. So, you know, um, like you were saying earlier, just learn to be flexible. Don't plan mm-hmm. on trying to do it all and just being grateful that you can even be there. Right. Like yes. any day at Disney is better than no day at Disney. <laughs> yes. 100%. And that's what I always have to remember is I'm so grateful to even live here, to be able to go to Disney. So I'm going to yeah. be happy, whatever it is. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so what, what are some more things that you think, you know, people can try to mentally prepare themselves for, especially if this is their first time, like I, you know, talk about, you know, your first time going and obviously knowing Walt Disney World is much bigger than Disneyland, you know, what were some of the thoughts going through your head and how did you kind of navigate those? Yeah. So the first time we went, we had gotten our passes on a Saturday Um, But it was like late in the day and we went on Sunday evening after we got done with church. We were like, let's just go. Like, why not? (laughs) You know, so we get out of church and Jake makes a reservation for Magic Kingdom. We're like, let's just do it. This is our first time ever going. It's going to be a blast, you know, Um, and we go. And first of all, I knew that you could get to the parks from either uh, like from the transportation ticket center from either the ferries or the monorails, but seeing it is insane. Yes. (laughs) Like for the first time, because again, I had only ever been to Disneyland. So Disneyland, you park, you take the tram and you're at Disneyland and you're at California Adventure. They're, they're right there. You just walk one way or the other and you're in the parks, you know? So is it like, is it kind of set up like Universal is where you go through City Walk and then like you're at Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios? Is it kind of like yeah. that? Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and so it's like you're there and it you're not having to take another transportation mode. You're not having to walk a ton, you know? And so coming here and getting through security, I knew that they were there, but just seeing that was kind of insane. <laughs> yeah um and I will say the ferry boat for us has been easier for like Milo for a stroller you know stroller kid it's the ferry seems to be a little bit easier um which I love the ferry we take the ferry almost every time um and then yeah getting into Magic Kingdom was an incredible experience we went when it wasn't very busy it was um November like beginning of November so it wasn't very busy and um yeah we were able to just walk right down main street right to the castle um and we didn't do a lot that night because we were only there a few hours but we went and did dumbo and that was the first ride milo ever rode that was the first time we ever rode at disney world you know mm. um and i i felt like that was the first one we just had to do i mean dumbo is such a classic yeah. And such, I mean, it's, it's the one in all the commercials. It's, you know, it's always featured. Oh, I didn't and, think about that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and so we just felt like that needed to be our first ride. And so we came in and we got to soak in Main Street. We got to soak in the castle, which we did for about an mm-hmm. hour. And then we headed yeah. over to, yeah. I mean, when you're in that, in that environment, you have to soak it in. It is beautiful when you're seeing the castle for the first time, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. So we soaked that in for like a full hour, just looking around main street, looking at the castle and then headed straight back to Dumbo. And that was the only ride we rode the entire day. I (laughs) love that. that. And it was incredible. Like we loved it. 
Milo had so much fun. It was his first ride he had ever done. Um, he had done like the, um, the train and the carousel at Disney Springs before we went to Disney World. So okay. we already knew that he enjoyed, you know, that type of thing. Um, and I think Dumbo was just a such, such a big step up. And yeah. he was just in awe, you know? <laughs> I also, you know, it's, I love that you said that because I've been reading the Disney devotionals and mm-hmm. um, Dumbo was one of the recent ones. And the author had said that that is that has traditionally been known to be people's first Disney world attraction. Yeah, ride. I'm, I'm so glad we did it first. I really am. I wouldn't have done that any other way. I love that. And I, you have so much good insight because people can sit here and tell you, this is what you should do. And this is why, like we're sitting here right. and saying, this is, you shouldn't get overwhelmed. You should learn to go with the flow, <laughs> but here's the deal. You have such emotion now connected to this attraction that when people are going to listen to this episode, they're going to also be like, okay, that she is showing me how I'm going to feel when I do this. And that is exactly, you know, what I'm hoping for when we share these tips with people. Oh, for sure. I mean, if you want to do Dumbo at the most amazing magical time, this is when we did it, was when the sun was setting. It was right above the castle. I mean, how gorgeous of a picture is that? Just like imagine it in your brain, riding around Dumbo, you get to the very top because we did, we went all the way up so that we could see the sun right above the castle, just beaming over it. And it was honestly the most magical experience I've ever had. It was so beautiful. (sighs) Moments we live for. I know. (laughs) I love it. So let's talk about planning for the parks like what should people bring what are some things that you think that maybe even aren't kid related like Mm -hmm. snacks or you know whatever it may be what are your kind of top three things that you would tell people that they need to pack in their park bag if you're going in the summer a fan of any sort I've never so I'm gonna try it because it's hot It's so hot. They have little handheld fans for like, if you're just going alone or if your kids are older or whatever, um, which are incredible. And they even have Mickey shaped fans. They're super cute. They have like a little Mickey on top. Um, and you can just get those on Amazon and they're not expensive at all. They're very cute. Um, throw them in your bag. It doesn't take up almost any space. So definitely bring one of those. Um, if you have a stroller kid, they do have, um, ones that we have bought that attach like octopus arms onto the stroller and we put that on Milo can't take it off and we turn it on for him and it's great it keeps him nice and cool we have two um we've only been using one if it gets hot enough we can use both of them at the same time but we bring both just as a backup that's smart so that's definitely one especially it's getting so hot right now we went the other day and it was 90 something degrees and very humid Mm. (laughs) So the fans really come in handy if you're going to be walking outside a lot, if you're not going to be in the AC quite as much as you normally would like to. So that's a huge one, in my opinion. Um, And then when it comes to things like I think it's so important to bring snacks because you're not, especially Mm -hmm. if you're coming from somewhere else, you're not going to want to buy 
a snack every time you're like, oh, like my stomach needs a little something. I need a little bit of energy. You're not going to want to buy a snack every single time if you're here for like 10 days. (laughs) Right. Because I know a lot of people come here for, you know, extended amount of times to be able to get done quite a few things. And if you're buying a snack and buying meals and buying a snack and buying a meal, it just adds up so fast. So we even as locals, we bring in our own snacks, our own food, um, and we just bring them in little reusable containers. Um, Milo has these snack cups that have um, a lid, but once you take off the lid, it has a little uh, thing where he can't just dump all of his snacks out. Like he has to reach his hand in and take them. I love those. And that's been a lifesaver too. Yes. Uh, And especially with babies, they're not going to want to eat some of the snacks that you're going to get in the parks. They're going to want their goldfish, their Cheerios, whatever it is that they want. Yeah. Milo wants applesauce and goldfish most of the time, you know? So just knowing um, what, especially if you have a stroller age kids, what your stroller age kid will snack on, what they actually like to eat, because I know some kids are picky too. You're not going to want to be spending money and then not eat it, you know? Yeah, I think that's my biggest mistake is <laughs> I'm a huge foodie. So I'm always like, Amia, like, let's go try this. Let's go try that. And somebody, she's totally into it. Like my kid yeah. is actually a very, very good eater. The problem is, is that I have different expectations and now here she is and she just doesn't want to try something new. It's too hot. She's uncomfortable. Totally. And so I fully agree But on the flip end, one of the tips that I gave in last week's episode was how sometimes I do bribe her. Sometimes I'm like, hey, (laughs) if you sit and try this new food or if you finish this plate, like I'll let you have a soda. I'll let you have a Sprite at this meal. Totally. You know, like I am not above that at this point because nine times out of 10, she does actually end up finding something she likes. So for sure. And totally, if that works for you, that's incredible too. You know what I mean? And sometimes you just have to bribe them just to sit sometimes. Like we've had to be like, okay, Milo, you need to sit in your stroller. Here's, you know, whatever it is, here's some pretzel or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. and that happens too. (laughs) It so does. Um, so let's talk about like what your, what your typical day as a local looks like. Um, when do you decide to go to the parks? Do you pre-plan? Do you just wake up and say, hey, today's the day? Like what 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 goes on? Yeah, sometimes I do pre-plan. Um, two days ago, I woke up and was feeling like we needed to go to the park. While Milo ate breakfast, I made a park reservation. So <laughs> being able to have that luxury is um, not lost on me. Like it's incredible that I'm able to do that. And again, I never in a million years thought that I would be living in Florida and be able to do this. Um, but it is nice to be able to just wake up in the morning sometimes and make a park reservation and head out after breakfast, you know? Um, but yeah, typically we will try to plan at least a few days in advance. Um, just so we know what we're doing. Like, um, I do like to be able to on a whim go, but it is always nice to plan as well. So typically we will figure out what we want to do, um, especially on the weekends. We go a lot on Saturdays because Jake doesn't work on Saturdays. And yeah, so because he doesn't work on Saturdays, that's our day that we go as a family most of the time. So we usually talk about it at least like four days in advance. 
and we'll talk about, okay, which park do you want to go to um, this weekend? And we'll talk about, okay, have we gone to this park a lot? Is there something specific we want to do? Because sometimes you want to go to a specific restaurant or you want to ride a specific ride. And maybe that's all you want to do that day, you know? Mm-hmm. So we will decide, um, like a couple weeks ago, we decided we were going to go to Magic Kingdom because we actually hadn't been to Magic Kingdom in a little while, which was crazy. We had gone to all the other parks, but Magic Kingdom we hadn't been to in a little while. So we had decided, okay, let's go to Magic Kingdom so we can ride some of the rides we haven't been able to ride in a while so that Milo can see the Festival of Fantasy Parade because that is back. And um, so, and that's the thing is you have to decide, okay, what is it that we want to do today? Do we want to see the parade? Do we want to um, go see Mickey on Main Street, you know, Um, and just decide what it is specifically that you want to do that day. So a couple weeks ago, we went to Magic Kingdom and we really wanted to watch the parade because Milo loves it. Milo loves the music. He loves dancing to it. So that's what we decided to do. Um, So we'll get up in the mornings and we will usually eat breakfast at home. Um, And once we're done with breakfast, we'll get, we usually have everything ready the night before. We have his diaper bag packed, enough diapers, um, all of his snacks that he needs, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So it's ready to go. And we will get up, get him ready, eat some breakfast, and we'll just head right out. We're about 30 minutes from the parks. So it's not a long drive at all for us. Um, Once we get there, again, we usually take the ferry. Okay. Because it's it's just easier with a stroller to navigate. Yeah. So we'll take the ferry and we'll go across, get into the park. And honestly, what we've been doing lately, if the line isn't long, is starting with Mickey. Um, Because he's right Mm -hmm. there, right as you walk in. Uh, And Milo just if you see him meeting Mickey, it just lights up everything. Mm, I'm, you're the video you posted and oh, no, you actually <laughs> sent it to me Yeah, um, because it was longer than the one that was posted. I remember that yes. now. It was so cute. It makes me want to give Mickey a hug and I'm not a hugger. Yeah. And that's my thing. It's so funny because I'm not, I like seeing the characters from a distance. I think they're beautiful. I think they're amazing. Yeah. Um, I love the interactions they have, but I am not a, because of my anxiety and stuff, I am not a go up to the characters, hug them, talk to them, but seeing Milo experience it and how much he loves giving Mickey a hug. It's just, it melts my heart and I will do it every time just for him. (laughs) I would agree. I honestly, your, your video it's on Instagram. Is it on TikTok too? Yes, it is. Good. Well, people, you need to go watch it. It it just (laughs) melts your heart. And I, I'm glad that you said that too, because I'm definitely one of those people that I love people, um, Mm -hmm. experience the characters. I'm much of look from afar type, but after seeing him hug Mickey, I'm like, okay, I think I'm sold. I gotta go get a hug. And I haven't done it yet because I want to do it with a Mia. But um, that's on the top of my list because especially from what we've been through the last couple of years with not being able to do that, um, it just makes it all that much more special. Oh, yeah. And we went the first day that we were able to because we knew how much he would love it. I mean, he talks about Mickey all the time. He'll just like start talking about Mickey, you know. So um, how can we not let him go do that? And just seeing how excited he got. I mean, he jumped out of our arms and ran to Mickey and gave him a hug. It was 
the sweetest thing I've ever seen. So of course we're going to do that. So that's usually what we try to do when we go to Magic Kingdom is that's our first stop because it, if it makes him happy, I'm going to do that for him. He loves it. So that's where we usually go. And then after that, I mean, it's just a typical day at the parks. We will go ride whatever rides, you know, aren't too long of a wait, are things that he can ride. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a few times where we'll do rider swap. Um, Space Mountain was one of my favorite rides. And so we'll usually rider swap at least that ride um, if it's not too busy. And then Big Thunder Mountain is another one that we'll rider swap for a lot of the times. Okay. Because how can you not? That one is so fun. Um, I know. I know. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> and with Milo just not being big enough, you know, we have to be able to do that. Um, he is at that point where he can ride a couple more rides. Um, so he can do the um, cars at Magic Kingdom. But that is just not one that we love to do. It's not very fun. <laughs> I'm sorry mm-hmm. if you love if you love driving those little cars around, but it's just not fun for us. So we've done it once so that he could experience it. And I'm sure if he wants to do it when he gets a little older and he tells us he wants to, we will 100% do it with him for yeah. right now. <laughs> right now we're not. Um, but he can also do alien swirling saucers at um, Hollywood Studios and he loves that ride. So as he gets older and bigger, um, there's going to be a lot more things that he can do, which is awesome. But right now we do have to ride or swap for quite a few things, which is totally fine. We don't mind doing that at all. Um, I love that they even offer that though. It just makes life so much easier. It really does because when you're going, if if you're going with a lot of people and you have someone to watch your baby, that's great. But we just don't have that luxury. We don't have family that lives right by us. We don't have, you know, people that can come do that for us very often. So if we can do rider swap and we can ride a ride that makes us happy, then great. Mm, Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And then usually around one or two, um, we hope he falls asleep for a nap if we're going to be there the whole day. Okay. And, And he will usually take a nap around one or two for 40 minutes or so, which is really short nap for him. Oh, Okay. At home, he's usually like a two and a half to three hour napper. So, wow. Yeah. So at the parks, it's a little bit harder. He does not like to sleep when we're doing things, which I get. Like he does, he doesn't want to miss out. He wants to have mm-hmm. so much fun. So mm-hmm. I totally understand. <laughs> um, but typically, yeah, he'll take about a 40 minute nap and he'll wake up. We usually get him a snack right away or get him some lunch right away. And then, um, Sometimes we will park hop around that time. Okay. So I think last time we were at Magic Kingdom, he fell asleep. And right after he fell asleep, we actually went to the monorail to go head over to Epcot. Mm -hmm. So we went to Epcot and um, all we wanted to do at Epcot was to get the, uh, the, the turning red drink from Canada. I can't remember what it's called. But okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, it has popping boba pearls and your um, favorite milk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my favorite for sure. And coconut milk is like one of my favorite like bases of a drink too. So I had to go try it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he fell asleep, and we headed straight over there. We did that. Um, we rode Figment and Nemo once he woke up because those are his favorites. And then we headed back to Magic, um, watched the fireworks, and we were done for the night. So yeah, we just do all the rides and get all the food that we really want to for that day. 
And luckily we know that we can, since we are locals, we can come back the next day if we really wanted to, you know? Yeah. It is something special to be able to it just is. have that it's pressure crazy. released or relieved. I mean, For um, sure. so let's get into a little bit of, I don't know. I think we could call it like rapid fire tips. Yeah. So what is your favorite like toy or um, book to bring with you to the parks? Yeah. Milo, Milo loves his stuffed animals and we got him a, well, Jake won a mini stuffed animal from Animal Kingdom okay. um, in the dinosaur area. And that's his favorite. So if we're going to bring a toy, that's typically what we bring because it helps him calm down. It helps him, you know, he gets snuggled into it and sometimes mm-hmm. he'll fall asleep with it. Mm-hmm. So that's always good. Um, bringing books is great, especially for him. He loves reading. So we'll bring his 100 words book and he'll just flip oh, through and point at the things and say what they are. Like he'll point and find an apple and say apple. Um things like that to where he's still like he's engaged with it it's, and he's not just flipping the pages. It's one that he can really engage in, which is nice. So I would say one that they get like a young kid can engage in is always a good one because they're getting distracted. They're taking their attention onto something. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're having to wait in long lines or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. so that's a great one that we use. And then also he just, I mean, he will, really be happy if he has snacks you know <laughs> that was the next so what is your kind of go-to snack that you bring to the park um goldfish and applesauce <laughs> those are his favorites he loves goldfish and he loves applesauce and um he will down an applesauce super quick and it helps him um cool down as well so that's a good one And then always remembering to bring water for the babies is huge because I feel like I sometimes forget to bring enough water for myself. So what is your favorite snack to bring to the parks? Yeah. Um, goldfish and applesauce for him, for sure. (laughs) Definitely. Um, goldfish is always a great one. I mean, I feel like any kid loves goldfish and we get the ones with Mickey ahead on yep. the inside. And so he calls Definitely. them Mickey and Nemo, which is adorable. Oh, so if... he loves that. And then obviously bringing water is huge. Like yeah. make sure you have enough water. I have a hard time bringing enough water for myself and I usually forget that, but I always remember his. <laughs> I'm the same. So last question, if you as a parent had only one day, like let's say you were traveling for a conference and your family just happened to join you, but you have one free day to go to the parks, which park would you recommend? I think Magic Kingdom. As much as I love Epcot and they can do so much at Epcot, they really can. I mean, Magic Kingdom is just, you can't beat um, the feelings that you get when you're there, you know? Yep. Hands down. I would agree with that. The castle, the, just every feeling that you feel there. Walking down Main Street is its own thing that Milo even loves that. Just looking Mm -hmm. at all the fun things in the windows. And there is so much to see and so much magic at Magic Kingdom. That's why they call it Magic Kingdom. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So to close out today's podcast episode, I have one more question for you. Yeah. My tagline is doing Disney differently. So how would you do Disney differently? 
Um, one thing I learned since I live here is um, go to those splash pads, go mm. to the indoor and outdoor playgrounds, get the fresh air, get the AC, and get them running around. It's a life changer. <laughs> yeah. What are some of your favorite um, areas to at each? How about at each park? What are some of your favorite areas to rest? Let's start with Magic Kingdom. Okay, Magic Kingdom um, to rest. I definitely like to go to the circus area by Dumbo. They have a splash pad over there. um, And they also have a covered circus tent where you can go in and rest in the fans, sit down at a bench. Um, They have couches, benches, and chairs in there. So it's very comfortable. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Um, Okay, uh, Epcot next. Epcot, yeah. Epcot... um... If you want to get in the AC, go to the Mission Space Play area, which you can enter um, with the little ones through the gift shop over there oh. and just go through there. They have a playground in there and they have a lot of fun toys and stuff to do. Um, also, um, at the end of Spaceship Earth, there's that whole mm. um, area where you can use the computers and play on those. And he's tried to drive the little digital cars in there too before and he likes that. And then they also have a playground, which I love. They actually have two playgrounds, but the Wally one is um, better for younger ones, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Um, Animal Kingdom? Animal Kingdom, um, if you take the little train um, and get to Rafiki's area, it's very cute. You can feed animals. You can pet animals. um, And it's pretty quiet over there. So that's always nice. I, I love that space so much. Yes. So Every time cute. I go to Animal Kingdom, though, they, it's always closed for some reason. I don't know oh, if I'm really? missing something or, yeah. That's it's so odd. interesting. I know. Okay, lastly, Hollywood Studios. I feel like this one is just a tough one if you have young it's, kids. It's hard. Um, we don't go to Hollywood Studios a ton because of that. And mm-hmm. when we do, it's typically all of us as a family. And going just me and Milo is, there's just not enough to do for him most of the time. Yeah. Um, if you want to just sit um the frozen sing-along is great oh yes so it is. go in there get some ac they love the music i mean they're young kids they're gonna want to sing along milo even loves to sing along and he's not even two years old yet so he really likes that um if you're not wanting to rest but you're just wanting to get some ac mm-hmm. um and they want to get wiggles out go to the disney junior dance party mm-hmm. is that back Yes, it is. So we've Woo-hoo. been we we've been going to it since we moved here, pretty much. And he loves it. He just gets to jump around, and um, they have characters come out like Doc McStuffins, um, Timon, Vampirina. So it's really fun for the kids, especially if they watch watch Disney Junior. Milo doesn't watch Disney Junior because he is so young, but okay. he still loves seeing the characters. And they do have um, Mickey Roadster Racer come out, and he recognizes Mickey, so that's exciting. And he just loves the music. Again, kids are going to have so much fun if they're being able to listen to the music and get some AC on, you know? Yeah, I love that. And actually, I even got up and danced with Amia when she did that once because who cares right like this is about making this experience fun for them and if it means it's not fun for you whatever right like pick one song dance and then take pictures or something I don't know but Amia definitely enjoyed it having it be involved well and being an only child too Mm -hmm. um things just are different you don't have you have your parents to experience it with so you know, I feel like sometimes as a parent, I can fall short because I, you know, I looked at it 
for a little bit dancing and I'm going to quick Google something so I can see what we can do next. So I'm not wasting time walking around. But then, you know, once we got there, she wanted me to dance with her. And I'm like, but you have yeah. all these kids around you. you know? <laughs> She's, she was a little older at that point. So she really was more self-conscious. And me just showing her that I am not self-conscious, which I am, like I am, but I, I had <laughs> right. to pretend that I wasn't. It gave her the confidence to just dance a little bit longer, actually. And then I got my rest, you know, yeah, then I was just- like able to sit and chill. <laughs> Yeah, having those moments and just to goof off and have fun, it it creates those awesome memories for them that they'll remember forever. I so agree. And one thing that I think that everyone should take away from today is to not over plan, to just really try to go with the flow as much as you can and take breaks. I understand it can be frustrating, especially if you have a ride that you want to, you know, go on, but I do believe everything happens for a reason. And if you weren't able to go on that ride, that's just your sign that you need to plan another trip. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Honestly. Right. Because at the end of the day, even if you didn't have a kid with you, you wouldn't be able to do everything in every park. You probably would be able to do the things that you wanted to do, like your top 10 list, but you go into a park in one day and do everything the park had to offer. Even if you don't have kids, you're not yeah. going to get everything on your list checked off. It's just yeah. not realistic. Attractions could shut down for no yeah. reason. Oh, transportation. I've been oh, stuck. Sure. Transportation shut down randomly once. Um, things happen. And I think that if you have it in your head that you're going to have the most magical trip because you're checking a box on your to-do list, then I think you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. I think people who have their checklist – Checklists are great, especially yes. with right now when you need reservations for almost – you basically need reservations to breathe at Disney. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> I can understand where it would feel overwhelming and stressful if you don't get your certain checklist checked off. But at the end of the day, we are so stuck on our phones planning our days that mm-hmm. I think it sometimes inhibits the experience. So I'm going to be so bold as to say, like, try doing a day without doing anything on your phone, without looking at ride times and yep. just like go there and let your child explore. Just like honestly live and just be there, be yeah. there with your little one. If you're there alone, be there with yourself. It's yep. an incredible experience. Solo trips are the. Yep. <laughs> so that's a different episode though. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And just one thank more time, you. can you share where people can find you on social media? Yeah, it's uh, ems.happythoughts on TikTok and on Instagram, and then hopefully on YouTube in the next week or so, actually. Yay! Oh my gosh, you'll have to fill me in privately. Yes. I'm so excited for that. Thank well, you. Have a great rest of your weekend. And I cannot wait to ride Everest with you for the first time. I'm so excited. Yay. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I had so much fun recording that episode with Em. I definitely recommend that you go check her out on social media. She's got TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube to come. I learned so many amazing things from her, and I actually texted her right after we ended the podcast recording because she inspired me to create a really cool digital download for young kids. So stay tuned. Check out my Etsy store, Magic and Monorails Co., and I cannot wait to share what I have coming for you guys. 
Thanks for joining me on another episode of Magic and Monorails podcast and teaching you how to do Disney differently.